When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On SEN, the captain's run with Kane Corns. Yeah, welcome in to the Captain's Run. It's 10 minutes past four. If you're listening to us on SCNSA in Adelaide, it's 26 minutes to 10. We had a busy first hour. Thanks for all of your calls and your contribution to our show. It's what keeps it ticking and plenty more time for you to do so between now and 12 o'clock. But I am excited about getting our next guest on. He's good for the game. And the thing that is great about him is that he has an opinion and he backs it up. And um, he does it in the best interest of his club and all for, also for the AFL. He's the Gold Coast chairman. His name is Tony Cochran. Tony, thank you so much for your time again. Hey, good morning, Kane. Good morning to your listeners. I wanted to get you on and have a chat because on Wednesday, the AFL announced that they will be returning to a traditional 2.30 time slot for the AFL grand final. And you're not happy about it. Why not? Well, ultimately, it doesn't matter that I'm not happy they made their decision. So my my voice now is just an opinion. But, um, yeah, look, I, I mean, you know, I personally put hundreds of hours of my time last year into what we did up with the hubs in Queensland and with the ultimate aim of uh, trying to stage the grand final. And one of the core things driving me uh, and my time in, in that process was that I, I saw it as a very unique opportunity. It was a unique opportunity because the grand final wasn't going to be played at the MCG to test out how would it work at night. Because there's a reason why nearly every major sporting event globally is held at night, and it's called eyeballs. It's called TV ratings. And, mm. you know, whether we like it or not, the media rights are a huge substantive part of our business structure in AFL, as it is in most significant sports. So it was just a terrific opportunity to really give it a test case, give it a free run, if you like, which um, subsequently we won out and we, we got it up there and we got it on at night. And, you know, it raved its pants off. It was a fantastic success on every metric you can apply to it right across our country. And for the first time in a long while, we absolutely thrashed the NRL in a comparison with their ratings of their grand final, which is always held on a Sunday night. Mm. So on a Saturday night, which is the lesser of the two nights, we, we massively outrated the NRL grand final. So uh, it, that was terrific for our game and terrific for our future. So um, to go through all of that pain, to get that success, 
and then just to go back to that same old, same old 2.30 Saturday afternoon time slot, you know, I, I think is a... Personally, I think it's a massive, massive mistake, and I've told everybody who wants to listen to me in the AFL that, the commission, the management, Gil McLaughlin, everybody I can, uh, and I understand my advice has fallen on deaf ears, and that's okay. You win some, you lose some. I've clearly lost this one, but uh, I still maintain for the future of our great game, it's vital that we we bite the bullet at some stage and we take this challenge on. What did Gil say when you expressed your view to him? Great that you've got an opinion, Tony. We appreciate you having an opinion. But? <laughs> but the but's obvious. Uh, Kate, I lost. <laughs> um, I was clearly uh, clearly outvoted in, in the uh, annals and halls of uh, the AFL in Melbourne. So f- for the reason that they've listened to the fans, because we would have um, so many footy fans that love the day grand final, and if you put up any poll, overwhelmingly they will vote for a day grand final. Was the AFL's reason that they have listened to the fans on this one? Oh, look, I'm sure that's, their, I'm sure that's part of their reason. Um, I don't, I, I, to be honest, they haven't really outlined fully all their reasons, so I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't speak for them. I don't have the right to speak for them. Um, and, I, look, I understand fans think like that. And you know what? If you poll fans on any tradition, they will side with the traditional opinion. But... Kane, can I just point out that every single year we change traditions? If we don't change traditions, does that mean the players this year can kick the ball out of bounds on the ball? Does it mean that we're not going to have people coming off the interchange bench? Where do you want me to stop? We must have changed 30 traditions, that's a guess, in the last 25 years. So when it suits us, the AFL changed traditions at the drop of a hat. Um, So... I understand that if you do a polling, people will usually, it's just human nature, they'll stay with tradition. But the, the reality is, you know, and I hear all this, you know, I've actually had fans grab me at airports and talk to me about it, which, you know, I appreciate and I understand. I like people to have uh, discussions and opinions. It, it's healthy for a sport. Um, but the reality is that we, we happily accept, those same fans happily accept every quarterfinal, every elimination final, every uh, preliminary final pretty much being played at night. But we yeah. get to the grand final, that has to be played in the afternoon because traditional. Well, hang on, hang on, when it's traditional, all those finals used to be played in the afternoon as well. You're right so on that. I, I can tear the argument apart in a, in a heartbeat if you want me to, but, um, and I've just had a bit of a crack. But the reality is that ultimately... Our sport, if it's going to be a true global sport, people we want people to sit up and take notice. Look at the money that's been tipped into this fantastic Amazon uh, documentary, the seven-part series that's going to be on Amazon's platform in 200 countries from today, starting from today. Now, it's because we, you know, we've got a really great game. We should be immensely proud of it. Um, we do it. We honestly do it better than many, many other codes around the world, and that's a great credit to the Commission, the AFL management, and lots of people who, who put in so many hours to, to make it a success. But ultimately, if we're going to be fair dinkum, we're going to have to move the grand final to night time because ultimately eyeballs are going to dictate the future. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't are willing to go to war on this. I don't have, for, for maybe once in my life, a, a strong opinion on this. But what I will say is I came home from the grand final last year and I said on 
various platforms, we will never, ever go back to a day grand final. Like, to, to be there and to experience it and the entertainment and the lighting and all of it was absolutely spectacular. The ratings come out the next day and I'm like, well, they're definitely not going to go back to a day grand final now. That was my opinion on it. Am I disappointed it's day? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm still going to watch it and, and be interested in it. But you're a successful As businessman. Yeah, one of the best we've ever had. If you are running Channel 7, are you surprised that they've let them go back to a day game? What say would they have had? I don't. Again, I can't speak for Channel 7 because I'm not part of the 7 network. I, I've been involved in media for 44 years and I know how important eyeballs are. And I know they were thrilled, blown away with the uh, reception that the night grand final got across Australia. And you see, I thought the compromise was, because believe it or not, Kane, I'm a great believer in compromise. Mm. Um, I thought the compromise was, why don't we go for Twilight? Twilight sort of solves everybody's problem. You start the game around 5.30, um, so kids can be in bed on time and all those issues. In Melbourne, you get the best of both worlds if you're in the hospitality industry because you can have a big lunch uh, trade and then you can have a big dinner trade because everybody could be in a restaurant by about 8.30 that, that evening. Um, so I saw Twilight as a real win-win. You've, you've pushed the game into primetime rating time You've pushed halftime into uh, a blackout period so you can do a magnificent piece of uh, entertainment and showcase, again, our great sport and the talent we have in our country. Um, I, I just I think Twilight is really the ultimate answer and it, and it really wins and ticks nearly everybody's uh, boxes. Uh, but um, uh, it wasn't to be. My, mm. my substantive case that I put forward um, and... <laughs> I thought we had terrific support pretty much right across the industry. People got a taste, just like you commented on then. They got a taste and they, and they saw how brilliantly it worked. Now, the probably error was that it was too late. And that was a combination of reasons. The main one being the fact that it was in Queensland, which doesn't have daylight saving. The rest of Australia was in daylight saving. Mm. But, you know, to move it back to the MCG, started at 5.30 uh, in twilight is, is the... I think was the ready reckoner answer, but uh, again, I've miserably failed. That's okay. It doesn't mean you. It doesn't mean it won't happen in the future, though. I mean, this issue is not going to go away anytime soon. In the next negotiation of the broadcast rights, I'm sure this will be a hot topic. Uh, can we move on just to some other uh, issues uh, with your club? You, you did announce a nine hundred and fifty thousand dollar loss for the twenty twenty financial year. Seems a uh, seems a pretty good result, to be honest. Is that how you saw it? <laughs> Well, we're, we're, one, one position we sit on um, in the 18 clubs is we come 18th with the amount of money we spend. We've got the smallest spend in the whole industry. Uh, we run the place as tightly and as fiscally responsibly as we can uh, as we try and grow the business of AFL in Queensland, which is mission critical. It's the third biggest state in the country. Uh, it's the third biggest media market in the country. So that's, that's, that's really important for the future of our, our great Indigenous game. Um, and yes, we lost uh, 950, which was uh, by a lot of other club standards pretty damn good. And here's the truth: in actual fact, we wouldn't have lost anything if we could have, because we're the only club that has to run our own ground. So if we could have rented out our ground in a commercial sense to the AFL for the 42 games they played there uh, and kept the season alive, we we wouldn't have had any loss. We would have made a profit. 
but we recognised we had to play our part in trying to limit the damage COVID was doing to our industry. And um, so we happily and freely made our ground available and it ended up hosting as many games as the MCG normally does in a normal year instead of the 10 games we get there in a normal year. So um, lots of things contribute to, to how you end up with the numbers you end up with. But, um, you know, we, we, um, we recognise it's a long-term commitment, this one. Um, you've got to have uh, a lot of patience and you've got to be prepared to... Um, you know, fight the good fight over a long period of time to establish the code properly and thoroughly in Queensland. And I know this doesn't come up on a balance sheet, and so for some people that's all they're interested in looking at. But, you know, I'll give you an amazing statistic. In 10 years ago, there was just shy of 100,000 people registered, girls, boys, men, women playing AFL in Queensland. Last year, in a COVID year, we just fell short of 300,000 people playing our great game. So... Uh, are we winning the hearts and minds over slowly and surely? Yes, we are. And that's, that's mission critical uh, for our game because ultimately in the next TV rights deal and the one after that and the one after that, uh, people are going to buy those rights based on how many people are watching uh, us and uh, having New South Wales and Queensland is a critical part of that mix. Part of that is opening your doors up, which you have done, and you alluded to the the Amazon documentary, which your club features, and and Stewie Dew is one of seven um, figures in this. I, I've got to say, he comes across extremely well. It's a, it's a bit of a biased view because I, I played with Stewie and and know and have dealt with what a what a um, football person he is. Did you have any uh, doubts, or were you hesitant at all when you were asked to feature in this documentary? Oh, you, you, of course you have doubts because, as I said, I've worked in media all my life, so I know what I know what these things can be like, and I know how they can also bite you and go against you. And and certainly, to uh, Stewie's great credit, he had enormous doubts as well. You know, it's 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 a huge impost to allow a camera crew to follow you around basically twenty four seven for six months. Um, but to his enormous credit, which speaks volumes to the guy, and also speaks volumes to what we think of him at the footy club. He, he said, you know, I'll do it. Yeah, it's going to be great for the footy club. I'll, I'll do it. And you are absolutely right. I've, I've, I've only had, I've only seen the first two episodes. I haven't, um, uh, I plan on binging tonight and <laughs> watching the whole seven. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I've only seen the first two episodes, but there's no question in the first two episodes and from other feedback I've had from people who have seen all seven episodes, uh, he comes over uh, extremely well. Yeah. And, for me, there's no surprise in that, Kane, because like you, you know him quite well. I've really got to know Stewie, obviously, very closely over the last three and a bit, excuse me, three and a bit years. Um, he's an outstanding quality guy. He's so dedicated to our young team and, and, and he's so committed to helping every single young man at our football club. Um, and the, the passion, the feeling he's got around the place uh, he is truly a great part of the furniture of our club and, and I sincerely hope he is on our journey for a very long period of time. We're going to be very patient. You know, these things don't happen overnight. Uh, we're certainly uh, making real progress now and I think, I think for um, the Gold Coast Football Club and, and really AFL fans generally throughout Australia, I think the Gold Coast Footy Club will be an exciting club to watch over the next three or four years. Good on you, Tony. Keep fighting the good fight, mate, and hopefully we, we see you and speak to you throughout the year. No trouble. All the best.
Tony Cochran is the Gold Coast Suns chairman. There's a moment in this documentary where Matt Rao kicks a goal, a snap on his left foot, maybe in his first or second game, and the cameras pan to Stewie in the commentary box. He doesn't say much, but you can tell he's already in awe of how good this young kid is. He's absolutely blown away. So many texts coming through on the back of that chat. Leave it alone. Footy fans want it in the afternoon. Leave it at that. Twilight is perfect. Night was too long to wait. We'll get your thoughts on that. And also, we're going to bust some myths on the other side of this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91